0: Good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. Would you please stand with me? Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Want to welcome our online community from all over the world. We love you we appreciate you and Father God we just thank you so much for the service today it is such an honor and a privilege to come into the house of God to worship you and to honor you and to lift you up and Holy Spirit we say have your way today in this place we thank you Lord that your word will not return unto you void but it will accomplish what you send it to accomplish and Lord I thank you that you said you are the one who heals the brokenhearted you are the one who heals broken bodies. You are the one who sets captives free. So we lift up the name of Jesus in this place, Lord, and we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: my tomb of sin, you were married for three days,
2: but then you all right out again, and now death has no sting.
1: Stop! Such a
3: Hallelujah. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper today. Would you give the Lord one more big round of applause before you have a seat? Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. You can be seated really quick. This um, this week, I was um, reading and, and I got into authority. And then I thought, wow, this is going to be great because we're getting ready to do our weekly declaration. And so I started looking up when you, what's the difference between decreeing something and then just saying something. And I'm gonna pull my phone out here really quick, hopefully I can see it, because I don't have my glasses. When you say something, saying something is simply uttering words to convey information. However, when you decree something, It's an official order issued by a legal authority, right? In order for you to have legal authority, it has to be given to you by a higher power. We have legal authority today to decree something and it will happen. So as we get ready, there's some words that are going to come up on the screen. So we here in this sanctuary, and for those of you that are watching from home, what you have to do now is you have to decide when these words come up on the screen, are you going to say them or are you going to decree them? Amen? Let's stand and do it together. I know for me, I'm getting ready to decree a thing, and I hopefully you will with me. Okay, let's do it together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing Him for advance. God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom, and breakthroughs. Amen. Get ready to give. There's multiple ways to give. They'll put it up on the screen for you. God bless.
4: Well, I want to talk to you about our Fresh Fire Conferences coming up. This is April 11th through the 14th, and I don't think I've ever been more excited about any conference than this one. And the reason being is because I feel that there's an unction from heaven gonna be delivered in this conference. And uh, we've got some real men of God. Listen, these are great men. This, we have a Father in the Lord in Jensen Franklin. We've got Sammy Rodriguez. We've got Tony Suarez. We've got Dr. Hans Hess and myself. And uh, I would really say of all the conferences you can go to, and I know uh, that there's a lot out there, this is the one you need to come to. God is gonna do something great. Listen, we're gonna see signs, wonders and miracles. Um, Our church has stepped over into a realm of the miraculous and the supernatural and I believe that it's gonna be manifest in this conference. And so uh, there's no charge, but I need you to go to regenerationnashville.org and I need you to register so we can know you're coming because we only have limited seating. And so make sure that uh, today, go to regenerationnashville.org, register. Let me know you're coming. Let pastor know that you're gonna be in the house. I'll see you then, God bless you.
5: If you're hungry for the power and presence of God, get ready for the Fresh Fire Conference presented by Pastors Kent and Candy Christmas, April 11th through 14th with special guest Jensen Franklin, Woo! Samuel Rodriguez, Tony Suarez, Dr. Hans Hess, and Pastor Kent Christmas. For more information, go to www.regenerationnashville.org.
6: Amen. Regeneration Nashville. If no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. I'm excited that you are here today. Um, Our church has uh, provided you with an invitation, and uh, I wish I had one more hand, but I'm just going to tell you that uh, this is an invitation with uh, the service times and the dates and our special speakers. Look at my son-in-law coming over here to help me. Thank you. John Michael Brady I love you thank you Um, and so uh, so this is a little card here and they come uh, did they get these when they came in the door today Uh, they'll be in the foyer when you leave and so they also come in an envelope that you can mail them to somebody if you want to but um, just a little invitation to your neighbor To your family member and then who it's from and that would be you so we're excited about these beautiful cards and you can invite somebody and I just want to say the Lord moved on my husband last week the Holy Ghost just just roared through him and he said I'm waving the fee I'm waving the fee We just want you in the house. We want the Holy Ghost here. We believe these are going to be here. And I just want to echo what Pastor Kent said, that we have stepped over into a new realm of the Spirit. I believe that with all of my heart. I've got some miracles that I want to read to you. But uh, first of all, before we do all that, I want to just uh, say that we have corporate prayer right here in this room uh, next Saturday. March 2nd, is that next Saturday? All right, next Saturday at 9.30, we'll be right back here in this room and we'll be praying together. And so uh, we just have an army of believers and prayer warriors, and we are pressing in to the presence of God. We are pressing in to this next season in the Spirit. So come and join us at 9.30, just 9.30 to 10.30. Jesus said, will you not watch with me just one hour? And so it's just an hour of prayer and it's going to be powerful. So come and be with us. Also, we have the men's breakfast. So many of you went to the men's retreat, and you had a marvelous time. And God is raising up an army of men right here in Regeneration Nashville. And I thank God for our ladies. We have a tremendous ladies' women's ministry under the direction of Pastor Cheryl Elliott, and she does a powerful job teaching and speaking, and they love you. Uh, But I thank God for our men's ministry, and that is March 9th, men's breakfast at the Warehouse Church location. If you're coming in from out of town, that is uh, 535 Brick Church Park Drive Nashville Tennessee so come and be with us and also uh, the fresh fire conference so I just want to remind you that for the fresh fire conference you really do need to register because it is amazing how fast the seats are going and this is a true story they're going fast because people are coming in from all over the country and so the only reason we need you to register is so that you will have a seat So I want you to have a seat, especially our home folk. Uh, You've paid the price to be here, and so I want you to be here. Go online and register. And I had a lady come to me earlier, and she said, I'm not online. How do I do that? So our office would be glad to do that. Just speak with someone from our office and let us know that you're coming, and we will register you. So I want to find out where folks are from. And I heard that we have someone from Alabama. Where is Alabama today? Oh good stand Alabama. Let us welcome you. God bless you Honored to have you. Thank you for being with us. And so we have a visitor from Kentucky today. Where's Kentucky? Stand please. Let us welcome you honored to have you God bless you. Uh, and so from Fort mill, South Carolina. We have South Carolina folks stand up Let us welcome you Can I tell them what you said? Yeah, so uh, they're believing for a home here in Nashville. And so uh, we just believe that God's going to relocate you to be a part of the Regeneration Nashville family. And so we love you. And, and how many of you be praying with them about that? that yeah. The, yeah. The Lord says, I'll give you houses that you didn't build and vineyards that you didn't plant. Do you believe that? So anyway, we're just believing for a wonderful home. And also Texas. Where is Texas? Texas here. Yes, God bless you. Amen. I met you at NRB. Honored to have you here. Anybody else from out of state that we can honor before we move on? Minnesota! Yeah! Give him a good hand. He said it right, too. Where are you from? Say... Colorado all right praise the Lord honored to have you thank you for being with us anybody else New York where's New York stand and let us welcome you we're honored to have you New York God bless you sir Indiana we love you God bless you you've honored us with your presence thank you for being here God bless you anybody else Arizona stand Arizona let us welcome you God bless you honored to have you anybody else from out of state all right well we're just so honored to have everybody here with us anybody from Tennessee (laughs) did I see you stand where are you from Tennessee okay God bless you I'll stand on that one too. So uh, uh, anyway, I just—I I had. A, a, first of all, did you enjoy uh, last week when uh, God was moving? And we just said, anybody that is in the room that has any sickness in your body, come across this platform. We're going to pray for you. Do you remember that? And one of the things that we called out was uh, diverticulitis. Remember that? Okay, well, I'm fixing to embarrass you, brother. We're, we're David Ridings, right here on the front row. Uh, yesterday, he, uh, sorry, last Sunday, he came and was so sick, he'd not been able to eat in several days. His stomach was, was hurting so bad. And, and, I mean, he just couldn't even touch his stomach. He was hurting with diverticulitis so bad. He came through that prayer line, and my husband whacked him on the stomach, and God healed him. Stand up. God healed him. Yeah. After church, he went and had hibachi Japanese steak. (laughs) I believe he's healed. Brother, I believe you're healed. Praise God. So uh, also, I just wanted to tell you, I'm just telling you, I I believe this. The Holy Ghost spoke this to me before I got up on this platform today. And he said, you're going to have so many miracles that you won't be able to read them in a service as god's doing thing i believe that but you know when i was a little girl there was a there was a spigot out back and it was a big old thing and you you crank it like that and you gotta you gotta pour water on it and prime the pump and boy after a while you crank it a little bit and water starts trickling out and then it just comes a big gusher i don't even know what you call that thing what do you call that a pump, a pump, a well, yeah, and the water flows out. So today we're we're priming the plump, the pump, okay? So this uh, this dear lady is a member of this church, and I believe one of the greeters. Her name is Mary Crawford, and last week uh, her little grandson fell out of a two-story window onto a concrete uh, pavement. I think he was bouncing a ball, and he fell against the screen and fell out on his head on that concrete and so they rushed him to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital here in Nashville and I just want to read this to you she said as I was driving to the hospital praying and crying I felt God's presence and she he said Mary I'm right here I'm waiting just ask me And she said, a boldness came over me as Pastor Ken has told us to be bold in our faith. And I said, Lord, I'm going to be bold and ask that Ledger will be okay and they will find nothing wrong with him. And I believe, Mary, where are you at? Where's Mary? Stand, Mary. I want you to see this lady right here. And and so they kept him. They went and did an MRI and did all these tests, and he was bruised and banged up a little bit. They kept him overnight for observation, but he's all right, isn't he? He's completely, he's completely fine. Watch this though. Watch this So She said, "The the second miracle in the whole thing is that I've been praying." that the broken relationship between my children would be healed. And she said, this accident has brought them together and healing has become begun. Be bold in your faith. Be bold and believe God because we are in an hour. First of all, he's saying yesterday, today, and forever. We have a miracle-working God, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly. But I want you just to remember this. We have stepped over into miracles and signs and wonders, and I want you to believe God for the impossible because he's doing it in this hour. I want us to stand. I want us just to spend a little bit of time as Pastor Kent comes. I want us just to lift our hands and thank God for what he's doing. Lord, I thank you. Lord, for the signs and the wonders and the miracles, I thank you for your presence. God, we believe. We believe with a bold faith, oh God, Lord, that you're healing bodies, that you're healing minds, that you're restoring families, oh God. Come on, church cry out to god lord we just give you the praise and the thanks oh god give jesus christ the greatest hand clap of the day come on come on come on hallelujah to god,
4: praise god. you can grab your bibles and um well i tell you what that really hit home uh steve what you said about the offering powerful and um you got to say it like you mean it. you got to say it like you believe it. Hallelujah. And I promise you that God is going to astound us. He's going to astound the world. Hallelujah. We are on the very preface of a suddenly that's getting ready to come. And, um, I was listening the other day to uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick. I tried to listen to different ministers and uh, wonderful men of God. And uh, he was talking about, um, they had prayed so long for a move of God there in Brownsville. And uh, he said, it's finally to the point, I was discouraged. And he said six weeks before God showed up. I had called and asked some pastors if there were other churches available because I thought I was done there. And he said the Sunday that the glory of God fell, I had got up that morning so burnout. I told my wife, oh, "I'm not going to church today." And then, God through a series of events, he went. And that's when the power of God came. So um, I want to preach to you today. I might talk to you more today. This is in my spirit. Um, I want to talk to you about night seasons. I want you to go. We're going to have three different passages of, of scriptures to read today. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to read out of Isaiah chapter 45, and then we're going to wind up in Genesis chapter 32. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse five, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. The evening and the morning were the first day. Isaiah chapter 45, uh, verse three, and I will give thee the treasures of darkness, and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord which called thee by thy name am the God of Israel verse 4 for Jacob my servants sake and Israel mine elect I have even called thee by thy name I have surnamed thee though thou hast not known me and then we're going to go to Genesis chapter 32 Starting with this particular story is on it's the terminus of Jacob has sent his family and the flocks that he has ahead of himself across the brook. He's terrified that Esau is coming to kill him. Verse 24, and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day all night, all night. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. That really is his hip socket. It's where the thigh bone goes into the hip socket and as he wrestled with him and he said let me go for the day breaketh and he said I will not let thee go except you bless me and he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed." Now, Holy Spirit, I need you to preach it like you wrote it. I need you to release today, God, the the treasure of this message that you've put in my heart, that we would leave here today, and our inner men eyes would be enlightened and opened to the things that thou are beginning to do in the midst of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. You be seated. The very, I, I read to you out of Genesis because the very first recording of God ever doing anything was that. God dealt with darkness. So first before creation, before man was made, the very first thing that God ever dealt with was darkness because the Bible said that darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God, the Bible says, began to move. That was the very first thing that God ever did was the Spirit of God begin to move. Before God can ever do anything, the Spirit has to begin to move. That's where we are positionally right now as a church is that there is a Spirit of God that is moving in our midst And God is beginning to deal with darkness that has not only tried to come against us, but many, many churches across the land and in the earth. I would say that the last three years, there has been a darkness on this nation. Ever since COVID, it's like darkness settled down on on the earth. But when you read this chapter, this verse, it says that darkness did not penetrate. It was only on the face. It was on the surface. It looked like it ruled, but it had not penetrated into the earth. It was only on the surface. The Bible said that all it took was that the Spirit of God began to move, and God said, let there be light It says there was light. It's not that darkness ever left because darkness isn't a substance. Darkness never left. It's just that light showed up. Hallelujah. And when light shows up, darkness disappears. But as I, I was reflecting on this because We've all been in night seasons. I think this church has been in a night season. Being honest with you, I feel like for the last few months I have been in a night season. And when you're in the dark, you're just trying to feel your way. This is why the Bible says that for you and I, we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Faith means that you're willing to go into a place that you're not familiar with, that you cannot see your path, but that your eyes and your spirit men believe that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And as long as I'm walking by faith, hallelujah, he will uphold me. He will give his angels charge over you. And so, when God began to deal with darkness, the final verse I read it said this, that God named darkness night. Why would he do that? Because there's a principle here. Whatever you name, you have authority over That's why you as parents don't allow somebody else to name your children. You name them. They're coming from your womb, from your loins. They're yours. You have the responsibility for them. This is why when you become a new creation, God said, I give you a new name, a new name that I write in glory. And so when God began to deal with darkness, he said, I'm going to name you because then I could control you. So God is not intimidated by the dark. 1 Kings 8 and 12 says the Lord said he would dwell in thick darkness. 2 Samuel 22 and 10 says that. Darkness is under his feet. Job said it this way in verse 3 of chapter 28, that God sets an end to darkness. That's what we saw in Genesis 1. Psalms 18 and 11 says that God has made darkness His secret place. One translation says that God has clothed himself in darkness. Why? Because he controls it. Just because it's dark doesn't mean God's not there. It just means that God chooses not to reveal himself to you at that moment. That's why you have to walk by faith. See, this is why so many Christians have such a struggle, is because they want to see it before they ever commit to it. They want God to calm the storm before they get out of the boat. That's why 11 of them could never tell the story of victory. I walked on water because they were afraid of the storm. But God wants you, hallelujah, not to be intimidated by the night seasons because just because it's dark doesn't mean that God is absent. Psalms 97 and 2 says this, that clouds and darkness are about him. God surrounds himself at times in the night because that's where he does work that can literally change your future. When we can see everything, there's really no need for faith. There's no need for us really to lean on God because we feel like we have it worked out. But when there are no answers, when you've reached the end of your rope, when there's no light shining, and yet you feel like you've done everything God's called you to do, what do you do? You find God. And so I want to talk to you today about Jacob this has been rolling over in my spirit. Jacob, the Bible says this about Jacob, that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is, in one translation, it's listed at least 25 times that he says this, I am the God of Abraham I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. And then he stops. He doesn't say, I'm the God of Joseph, and I'm the God of David, and I'm the God of Elijah. He said, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. But with Jacob, God is, Abraham is already dead. Isaac is close to death. And God needs Jacob to fulfill the promise that has been made. But Jacob is not the man that God can fulfill his promise through where he is. And for 20 years, God allows Jacob, though he prospers in the natural, he is miserable in the spirit realm. He is subservient to his father-in-law Laban. He has been tricked, and he has been deceived. He is away from home, and now he's headed home, but he hears that his brother Esau is on the way, and he knows that Esau is on his way to kill him. God will allow circumstances to drive you to a place that you are ready to get serious with the Lord at any cost and everything that Jacob loved he was willing to separate from because he needed to touch God and for God to deliver him from his brother Esau we are in the middle of a suddenly by the Spirit of God prophetically in the earth hallelujah I I I don't know when it's gonna happen I don't know if it's gonna happen while we're here or God is waiting till we get into our new building but I'm telling you we're gonna show up in a service, and the glory of God is going to show up, and it's never going to leave again, and it's going to increase and increase and increase, but God will put you in a night season to where you get serious with the Lord, and Jacob, finally, he sends his wives and all of his flocks. And his concubines and his servants, and he divides them up into stages, and he sends them across the brook, and then he finds himself alone in the dark, by himself, and God shows up. Jacob doesn't know it's God. Sometimes you will wrestle with something that you don't know is God. Be careful. Boy, I feel this in the spirit. Be careful what you rebuke. Because God's darkness is not evil. And night, there, are, there will generally be one night season in your life that's going to define you forever in your future. My night season made me homeless, broke, rejected, discouraged, feeling like a failure. It was in that season that God gave me the office of a prophet and changed my life. But it didn't happen on a mountaintop. And many of you, hallelujah, God takes, he has got some of you in a night season where you can't even see what's happening. And yet God reaches down and gets a hold of you. It doesn't tell us how this battle began. But the Bible says The theophany of God shows up and begins to wrestle with Jacob. Not just for 30 minutes. This turns out to be a physical encounter. Knowing that God is all-powerful, he could have at any moment broke Jacob in half. He could have snuffed him out like that. But God restrained himself to a level just to get Jacob to begin to become weary in the battle. And finally, Jacob is wrestling with him and he doesn't know what's going on. And and the angel realizes that Jacob's not giving up. See, when you get desperate enough, All of the stuff that you got doesn't matter anymore. He's not thinking about his wives. He's not thinking about his wealth. He's not thinking about his father. He's thinking about, I need God to bless me. I need God to touch me. And for the first time in his life, God brings Jacob to a place of desperation. That Jacob finally realizes that if I don't touch God, if God does not bless me, then I'm might as well perish. Right. Interesting that him being the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all three of these men experienced darkness. The Bible says of Abraham that when God is talking with him and they're making covenant, that God causes A deep sleep. King James calls it this, a horror of darkness. It literally means a dread of darkness or a terror of darkness came on Abraham. And out of that came this fulfillment of the seed of God that would come out of Abraham's loins. It shifts to Isaac. And when it's time for Isaac, hallelujah, to change tradition, the Bible says that he is now blind. He can't see like he used to. He's in darkness, and it's in that darkness that God causes Isaac, hallelujah, to bless Jacob instead of Esau, because there is a prophetic prophecy over Jacob at birth that the elders shall serve the younger. So it's in darkness that God is fulfilling his word. Now God has a man that is a supplanter, is a deceiver, is a conniver, is in love with himself, and yet he's supposed to be the end of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham is a type of the father. We know this from Mount Moriah. Isaac is a type of Christ being the sacrifice that was tied up and laid on the altar. Jacob is a type of the Holy Ghost. Because Jacob, God is getting ready to touch him and he's gonna birth something. He's got a nation in his loins that needs to come out, but it can't come out of a Jacob nature. So the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, which is a type of the new birth in Christ, uh, Jacob is symbolic of a type of a nation that's getting ready to be birthed. Uh, you can't birth your purpose in the daytime. Uh, God is gonna put you in a night season. Uh, So where you are wrestling with God uh, until you feel your strength begin to wane uh, and you wonder, God, what's going on? Uh, And God won't let you go. Uh, He'll put you in a headlock. Uh, Then he'll grapple you. Uh, He'll turn you every way but loose uh, until finally you think, oh, I can't hold on. uh, And it causes him to be desperate. See, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were seed. They were solitary men. Jacob was seed. And the Bible says this about seed. It can't ever produce its purpose unless it gets in the dark. Has to fall into the ground and pretty much die except a seed fall into the ground and what? Die. I, I can tell you experientially, I experienced that. That God literally, for me, let everything die. For many of you, God has taking you through a place. When you look at people who are used mightily of God, there's a gravestone somewhere in their past yeah. that has the name of their own nature on it. and they can tell you where it's at. They can tell you about their funeral that they attended where the old man died because it's a profound experience. See, Jacob, he doesn't realize it, but that night season that he's in in this setting is... He's in a metamorphosis. I know that he's wrestling with God, but he's also wrestling with his own nature. All of us are going to wrestle with God, even Jesus. The Bible says in the garden Gethsemane that Jesus was in such a physical battle. You know who he was wrestling with? The will of man was wrestling with the will of God. And that that thing, see, our will can look really spiritual. But somehow at the end of it, We're the ones that get the most benefit out of it, except a seed fall into the ground and die. John the Baptist, whom Jesus said, there's never been a greater prophet than him. And yet, in six months, the Lord let his head get cut off. He spends 30 years in preparation for six months of ministry and dies in prison, questioning his own calling, his own insight as to who Jesus was. And Jesus made this statement. It's the only thing that Jesus ever said to John before he had his head cut off. It was the last thing he ever said. First thing that he ever said to him was, you need to baptize me so scriptures can be fulfilled. The last thing that Jesus ever said to John through his disciples was this, blessed is he who is not offended in me. I've never seen an hour in which there is so much offense that is loose in the earth. It has bled over into the church and offense, Jesus said this, if you study the the pain level of a scuba diver who dies from the bends, who has gone to great depth but they ascend too fast. If I'm not mistaken, it creates bubbles in their blood But they say it is an excruciating way of dying. It's called the bins. Jesus said this, if you cause offense to a little one, it would have been better for you to have had a millstone hung around your neck and drowned in the sea than to have done this not only is there offense of brother against brother there is an offense now that's trying to get in the church against christ because there's been such an erroneous teaching over the last 20 years that christians don't suffer Everybody's going to be blessed financially and you're going to drive Mercedes and own rental houses and travel around the world and you're going to own businesses and then all of a sudden we're finding out that, hey, serving God doesn't necessarily change everything in your life. Our family had to choose not to be offended when the coffin of our Carrie's husband and our son was right here. It was a choice. God doesn't explain himself all the time. You have to choose not to be offended. That when it looks like God has violated his word, that I am the God that healeth thee, but you're standing at the funeral of someone who died of cancer that didn't get healed, and you thank God I did everything I'm supposed to do. What is that? It's a night season. It's a season where God is dealing with something that has been hidden, that has to change. And one of the things about wrestling with God is It's a solitary experience. Scripture says that with Jacob, and he was there alone. This is why so many Christians don't make it through difficult times. It's because they have navigated being a Christian by riding off of the experience of other people around them. That every time something happens, it's I gotta call somebody to pray. Who can uh, who do I know that knows how to pray that I can call? God wants you to reach a place that when something happens, the first thing that you call on is not your aunt, your pastor, your wife, your brother, but you call on the name of the Lord. Oh. Hallelujah. Now you can call on those to come into agreement with you in prayer, but somewhere God's trying to put some roots in you uh, that when <laughs> hell comes in uh, and the enemy roars like a lion of death, uh, that you order that decree that Steve's talking about, uh, and you say, no, 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 uh, you're not going to move me off of the rock of ages. uh, Though I am in my bed in hell, uh, God is there, uh, and that we will come out of this. uh, And the Holy Ghost power of the Lord. learning to have encounters with God, being alone. And Jacob, God has stripped him of so much in this setting. Not only that, Jacob is wrestling with God in the dark. He can't see him, but he can feel him. According to the scriptures, this is a physical, actual encounter that's taking place. He's in the dust, he's in the dirt, and he is wrestling. And I'm not sure that Jacob had ever wrestled, because when you read about the nature of Esau and Jacob, Esau was the man's man, the hunter, the outdoorsman. Jacob was kind of a sissy. (laughs) He liked to stay in the kitchen. Now, for all of you chefs, I apologize for that. (coughs) But you get my point. He probably wasn't on the wrestling team. He might have been of a more refined nature. But see, when God begins to deal with your purpose, this was about purpose. This is why coronavirus was about the purpose of God in the earth in these last days. And what it did was it has separated the men from the boys. There are those who have made a commitment as Jacob, we're not letting you go. And he's wrestling with God in the dark. Can I tell you that for every night season, the daybreak is coming. How do I know? Because God named darkness is the very first thing that he ever did before he ever made man. He named darkness night. why do he name him night? Because night declares that day is coming. Hallelujah. And I don't care how dark it is over your life right now, I'm telling you that it's not darkness, it's a night season. And if it's a night season, it means that somewhere on the other side of the globe, the sun, hallelujah, is headed your way. Because God has set it in orbit. You don't know it right now, but but while it's dark in your hemisphere, uh, somewhere else, uh, the sun is climbing. Uh, And if God would talk to him and say, where you going, son? Uh, He is saying, I've got to go over there and end the night uh, for your son or your daughter that's on the other side of the earth. Uh, And God just smiles uh, as the sun keeps climbing. uh, What's it declaring? Weeping may. Uh, Endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I, I sent the daybreak in the Holy Ghost by the Spirit of God. <laughs> See, God was wrestling with Jacob because he was wrestling with a faulty nature. God could not. Birth Israel out of a deceiver's loins. God had already perfected Abraham. He had already dealt with Isaac. But he said it's a triune promise. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Cannot tell you that already there's an Abraham and there is an Isaac in our past that's paid the test and paid the price. Hallelujah. And God now is dealing with a Jacob nature in the earth and in the church. And he said, I'm going to take out of you manipulation. I'm going to take out of you the love of money. I'm going to take out of you the love of self. I'm going to take out of you pride. I'm going to take out of you your own way until you are emptied of all of that ugly stuff. Then I'm going to change your nature, and then I'm going to put back in you a, a new name and a new nature by the power of God. I don't know why we ever thought that the glory of God was gonna come in its greatest fulfillment without paying the price. Go read Fox's Book of Martyrs. 30 million people died. A martyr's death for the glory of the Lord. Fanny Crosby wrote some of the greatest songs, but she did it without God healing her, and she was absolutely blind. It is well with my soul was written by a man where his wife had died when the ship went down. Can I tell you today that there is a price to pay for the anointing of the Lord? It's It's not just enough to be wealthy or intelligent or have degrees. The only thing that's going to change the world is if there's a nature change of a Jacob in the house of God. (laughs) (laughs) See, Jacob wasn't used to this. He was always used to getting his own way. And now he's got a hold of something that he can't defeat. And he's wrestling, but somewhere, somewhere something changed in Jacob. And finally, the angel says to him, okay, I need to stop. The day's breaking. And I want you to see me. See, the sun was gonna rise, and Jacob would see who he was wrestling with. And the Bible says, no man has seen God face to face and lit. And there's such, this whole night... That Jacob has been wrestling. I wrestled some, and I'm telling you that wrestling is the most physically exhausting sport that there is. You literally are giving every bit of ounce of your strength for a duration of time. It's more exhausting than baseball, football, or basketball. Um, it, It physically drains you. And Jacob is physically drained. The angel's not tired. He didn't say I need to stop because I'm tired. He said, I need to stop because the day's breaking. And Jacob said, "Uh uh-uh. He said, You ain't walking away from me. He said, I need you to bless me. You think, well, Jacob, you got you have wealth. You got two wives, you got two concubines, <clears throat> you got an enormous amount of flock. <clears throat> God's already blessed you. But you know what? Jacob would have said, But my life is a mess. My life's a mess. Haven't seen my father and mother for 20 years. My brother's on his way to kill me. I am not happy. I'm at odds with my brother, father-in-law. My wives that are sisters fight with each other. I need peace. And I need the promise of God to be fulfilled in my life. And the angel said, let me go. He said, I ain't letting you go. You gotta hold on. Listen, if you've been blessed enough to get your hands on God don't let him go until you get what you need this is why <clears throat> many prayer meetings don't really have any effect because we want to end it in 30 minutes how many have ever heard of all night prayer meetings how many ever been in one they're not fun. They're not. I mean, by 3 o'clock in the morning, I have prayed all night. I've done it by myself. But you know what? <clears throat> and I've done it by faith because I didn't see angels. And, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're thinking, because I, I, I've I made a commitment to pray till six in the morning, and yeah, I'm thinking, my God, I got three more hours. <clears throat> I've done prayed everything that I've ever thought of in my life. <clears throat> but sometimes <clears throat> God is wrestling with you to see how desperate you are. And see if we had open visions, and angels showed up, and we begin to float off of the floor, and the glory cloud, and smoke begins to happen. We, we're already in another dimension that time doesn't even exist, in and it's no longer a sacrifice. But tenacity. Jacob got a hold of something. And when he told the angel, he said, oh, no. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I think what he was saying was, I'm not going to let you go until you change me. I don't like who I am. And in this passage of Scripture, verse 26, he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. And he said, I will not let you go except thou bless me. And the angel said to him, what is your name? And Jacob had to verbally say it. I am a deceiver, I am a supplanter, I have cheated. What Jacob didn't realize was before he ever came out of the womb, what he tried to do on his own, God had already decreed was gonna happen. But whenever you try to take the arm of flesh to manipulate God, that's when you get in trouble. The angel wanted to hear Jacob Admit who he was. And Jacob said, My name is Jacob. God said, Not anymore. Hallelujah. Jacob, you're wrestling with me all night. Has broke through to another place. And he said, No more. Are you Jacob? But he said, Your name is Israel. Is Israel. Because I just put in your loins a nation that's going to come forth. And the nation of Israel was released out of the spirit realm from a wrestling match that had all-night duration. And nobody saw it but Jacob. And God said, now, I'm making you a prince, and you are gonna have power with men and with God, because He said, You have prevailed. We are going to do everything that it takes for God to release His word in this region. We are going to prevail. When we have prayer meeting on Saturday morning, I'm so this church makes me so proud to be your pastor because of the attendance. but you know what we're doing, we're prevailing. Every time Jasmine leads worship, we're prevailing. Every time I preach to you or I prophesy to you, we are prevailing. Every time you get in the car on Sunday when you could stay home and you drive 30, 40, 100 miles or fly from another state just to be in the house, you are coming because you are prevailing in the spirit. And when you show God, hallelujah, that I will not rely on my own nature, I will not lean into my own understanding but i'm going to lean on you hallelujah god says oh there's a name change getting ready to take place in the house jacob said this verse 30 jacob called the name of the place penuel For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Very interesting that God said, no man has seen God face to face. Jacob says, I've seen face to face and God did not kill me. I don't know the fullness of what Jacob saw. The Bible says this, that the way the angel ended the wrestling match was he just lightly tapped the hip of Jacob. And Jacob, the sinew shrunk. And from that day on, Jacob walked with a limp. Whenever you've had a night season that God has dealt with you to release your prophetic purpose, you will always walk with a limp. You will. You will always walk with a limp. You're just different. I I have people all the time telling me, but I can't, you're weird. You're different. You're strange. My wife says, she says I'm a freak. But because I walk with a limp because I've had an encounter with God and God changed my nature. There are many of you in this building, many of you that are listening to me online around the world. And what happens is, you know, walk so fast now. Yeah. And people look at you and they go, wonder what happened to them. Yeah. But you could sit down and tell them, I met God face to face. And God changed my name. The last part of this that I want to bring to your attention before we end is what drove Jacob <clears throat> to this wrestling match with God in the night was he was asking God to preserve his life because his brother was on the way to kill him. Esau had made the statement that when my dad dies, I will kill Jacob for stealing my birthright. And there was hatred in the heart of Esau for his brother all of those years. The Bible says that Esau is on his way with 400 men to meet Jacob. And Jacob went and hid and he has that night season with God. He has this encounter with the Lord and God changes him Changes his name, changes his nature. The seed has fallen to the ground and that old nature has died. And when Jacob comes out of that place and he's walking back to be with his family, he's limping. And they came and told him, they said, Esau's on his way. And Jacob was terrified. Esau was going to kill him but when Esau saw Jacob the Bible said he fell on his neck and wept you know why because Esau had never met this guy before the Jacob that Esau wanted to kill died in the wrestling match and it was a different person that was coming out. And what Jacob, what Esau met was not Jacob, but Israel. Hallelujah. He met Israel, not Esau, or not Jacob. <laughs> Jacob was on the other side of the brook. And I can tell you that there is divine favor, says the Lord, getting ready to come forth on the people of God, people that have hated Christianity because of something that they feel like they've been done wrong by. But, oh, the Lord said there's an Israel on its way that's come out of a night-season wrestling match with God Almighty, and we've got favor, and we are going to prevail with men. Jacob had to force... Esau to take the gifts and for the first time in his life the Jacob that would have negotiated or kept it was the Israel who was releasing by the spirit of the Lord we as a church a corporate church in the earth we're coming out of a wrestling match with God. Not everybody's gonna come out of this with their name changed because there's a whole bunch of people that already got up in the middle of it and left. Said, I, I ain't doing this. But if you leave, you leave the blessing. The blessing, what you hear me by the Spirit, the blessing didn't come in the middle of the night. It came at daybreak. When the day began to break is when the blessing from God came on Jacob. This is why he who endureth to the end. You're gonna have to hold your ground You cannot give up. I've reached a place, you know, I'm carrying a a burden I need. I told the Lord, I said, I prophesied that we're going to come into this building, our new church, debt-free. For us to do that, we need $14 million. We've borrowed a lot. But for us to walk in and have that loan paid off and finish out the bill, we need $14 million. But I told the Lord, I said, I refuse to let that separate me from your presence. It's God's problem. Somewhere, God needs to fire up his printing press. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. open up the secret places in heaven and bring out the gold and the diamonds, whatever. Our responsibility is our faith and our insistence and our decree that God is going to bless us. Hallelujah. And at the end of the day, all we have to be able to say is, I fought the fight. I protected the faith, hallelujah, and I finished the course. <laughs> so, except the Lord build the house, it don't matter. We can finish it. But if except God build it, we did it in vain. I believe that we are building a God portal for the Lord I believe that's why there has been such opposition that, you know, we should have been in this building three, four months ago. There's been such opposition. Why? Because God's had us in a wrestling match. (inaudible) (inaudible) Hallelujah, hallelujah. You cannot get weary in this thing. And as you get weary, you need to keep track of what time it is. Because about 5 o'clock in the morning... It's going to happen, and it can't be stopped. The old sun, hallelujah, is going to begin to start peeking over. And when daybreak comes, God has to bless the people of the Lord. That what the enemy intended for evil, uh, God turns it around for good uh, by the Spirit of God. I wonder if you could stand with me today. Oh, it doesn't matter where you are in your life right now, my prayer partners would come very quickly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Don't walk away from the fight want you to hear me. Stay in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's no sun shining, stay in the fight. Jacob had to convince the angel that I want to be changed. I've heard it so many times that when God's spirit if you need a prayer partner while I'm talking, if you need a prayer partner, somebody to agree with you, you come on while I'm talking, then we'll bring the church. <clears throat> I've heard it with A. Allen. I've heard Catherine Kuhlman talk about it. I've heard Brownsville talk about it, that God would show up in some of the deadest moments no indicators, and all of a sudden, they would say that just out of the blue, from one side of the church to the other, it was like a hand just began to lay everybody down, that all over the building, people just were slain in the spirit that healings begin to take place, creative miracles begin to take place, that that physical wind could be felt, that in Catherine Kuhlman's meetings, they said that there was a vibration in the atmosphere of the presence of God, that People were so desperate to be in the presence of the Lord that church would start at 7 in the evening at 6 o'clock in the morning, there would be hundreds of people in line. Not for the preacher, not for the worship. They just wanted to sit in the building in the presence of God. Keep on fighting. Keep on wrestling. I would say this to the Lord, you ever let me get my hands on you? You're going to have to pry them off. Because I will not let you go. Until you bless us. Hallelujah. Oh, God. We pray for the glory of the Lord the wind of your spirit God I'm consumed God we are consumed for the presence of God to fill this house hallelujah 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 God, a few moments just where we're at. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Talk to Him however you want. God, you got to bless us. <laughs> Lord, you got to bless us. We're not letting you go. God, we're not letting you go in this house. Oh, Riyati hallelujah. That oh, all the heaviness of thy spirit, God, would settle down in this building by the presence of the Lord. Lord, you said it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by thy spirit. The Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come in this place. I know we don't do this very often, but listen, I'm going to try everything I know to do. Maybe this will do it today. Hallelujah. Come on, pull on the Lord. Pull on the Lord. Pull on the Lord at any moment, at any second. Hallelujah. God can finally say, they're not going to let me go. I'm just going to have to show up. Oh, I praise you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But oh, the heaviness of God, the heaviness of the Lord will begin to settle down in this building. Hallelujah. Hold on to God. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, you can get out of the aisles, you can come up front, whatever you want to do. But oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah get a hold of the Lord oh on Sunday oh God we're not going to let you go hallelujah God Lord let the day break oh God let the day break in this building let the day break in this building in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 That's it, saints. There is a pulling of God in this place today. Oh, Lord, that we will not be a Jacob, but oh, God, change our name today. Lord, let there be an Israeli name begin to come forth in this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me, says the Lord. God, change us.
2: I'm not
5: sense the deep working of the spirit of the Lord in this house today not that it doesn't every Sunday but I I want and I know you know it but just let me (laughs) drive it on you got spirit to spirit minister in this today This this went spirit this went deeper And the Holy Spirit has given you an opportunity to touch, for Him to touch you, but you to touch Him. I've heard it said, and I believe this never trust anybody that doesn't walk with a limp. Best kids, he walked with a limp. But we all gonna walk with a limp. The interesting thing about Joseph, or Jacob's life, at the end of it, he was leaning on a staff because he had a limb. But in Genesis 50 he was able to look at those 12 sons and speak a blessing for the generations and the nations that were to yet be born and was in the loins of those and so i just declare today even as pastor ken has spoken over us today i declare now the blessing Come on. I declare the blessing of the limp. I declare the blessing of those that's been wounded by the power of God. And those that said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Can you say it out loud? I will not let you go till you bless me. Can you say it? I will. Come on. Now, how many believes right now that the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of of the Lord is resting upon this house to accomplish his purpose in this region in Jesus' name? Amen? Can we bless the Lord and say thank you? I don't know for me. I'm preaching, you know, we... I've been preaching almost 50 years. I'm sitting there, and I'm, touch, I'm, I'm sensing the spirit of, of God flow through a vessel of God. And I, it, how many got fed at a different level today? Come on. Not that we don't ever, but I'm just like ever since I got fed at a level today. Wow, what an amazing day. Now, here, real quickly. Next Saturday, we should have about 1,000 people in here to pray. 9.30 in this room, we're going to be seeking the Lord. I'm excited about that. Right now, Pastor Candy's out in uh, the uh, North Ex- the Vestibule, whatever you want to call it out here, where they've got a baptismal pool and get ready to baptize. So if you'd like to make your way to a baptism, we got that happening today. But I declare today in the name of the Lord, His blessing maketh rich, and there's no sorrow with it, and your joy is sure to come in the morning. Amen and amen. You can go in the name of the Lord. If you need prayer, we've got prayer partners right now around this altar. Be blessed.